Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. How are you, Betsy? Hey, it's great to be with you, Don. And it's it's really good news that these, I think it was about a dozen Philadelphia mm-hmm. police officers. Um, yeah. And they did it. They did it so quietly. Didn't they? Um, but they, uh, all of a sudden, their First Amendment rights have been reinstated. So... Um, we were really glad to hear that because you're right. This is this is kind of a hangover from mid 2020, yeah. where almost anything a, a police officer did that could offend someone, they were going to be disciplined for, fired for, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, and it's to your point, it's it's that chilling impact. But this has been going on for years here in Philadelphia when they started looking at their social media accounts. And then the officers, like we talked about Joe Bologna last week, tarred and feathered, made to look like, yeah. oh, they're ooh, they're bad, they're evil. It, it, at the end of the day, I think a lot of this was political. And um, But I, I will also say this, and I'll get your reaction, as a parent of teenage boy, young men, I always tell them, anything you say can and will be used against you. Anything you tweet out, or not that the kids really tweet, but they put on Insta or social media, anything like that can and will be used against you. And I would give that advice as well to law, enfor- law enforcement. Well, you're right. That's what we actually teach our law enforcement students. If you don't want your grandma to read it, don't put it on your <laughs> Facebook or your Instagram or anything else. And, you know, and and you're absolutely right. You know, we we as law enforcement officers have extraordinary power and extraordinary responsibility. And um, so I think that we do have to be careful. And some of these things, you know, when you look at the Philadelphia case, some of them were, you know, really, you know, poorly done. Um, Others were not a big deal. But, you know, again, when we go back to 2020 and 2021, you know, posting posting, um, things about jihad, you know, anti-jihad things was seen uh, to be bad, posting pictures of the Punisher, which is a um, that's a big law enforcement mm-hmm. icon, right? The thin blue line Punisher, things like that, were seen as being everything from Islamophobic to racist to to this and that. And we do get we do get uh, stupid with our mm-hmm. social media. I think um, you know, it just people in general, social media has not been the uh, it's not been a good thing for people, and of course, especially for our young people. But yeah, um, yeah it's, I mean, I'll it's just good take... to see that they have rights. Yeah, I, I mean, and one one gentleman uh, was Carl Holmes, a police commander. I mean, he he was tarred and feathered. That's just one example I can think of. Accused of, you know, sexually assaulting women at work. Accused of being a racist. Yeah. And all these. I mean, can you imagine this this person is a man, a husband, a father, you know, as a community member and and had to walk around with this for years until everything fell apart. The case fell apart uh, it, and, and now exonerated. But that's just it. I just feel like the weaponization, if you will, 
again, and I have no idea what his pol- politics, you know, I, I, I don't know if he's a Democrat, Republican. It just feels like, is this office politics? Somebody at work doesn't like you. And especially if you're in a certain profession and maybe you have certain politics, people can go after you. Can they reform this system or are they working on reforming this? Well, I think, you know, around the country, we're seeing um, in areas, especially where they have strong police associations or police unions like they do in Philadelphia, that we are seeing some some reforms and we are seeing some, uh, you know, some give and take on both sides, if you will. But this was, again, we've, we've got to remember, we've got to go back three years and just remember the incredible vitriol, the vilification of law enforcement officers and that just wanting to be a police officer made you this right-wing white supremacist um, lunatic, and uh, and that is starting to wane in a, in a you know as people realize that gee we should probably shouldn't have vilified the people that want to protect us, yeah. um, you know and that oh they do have rights. Remember there were a lot of people back then that that said these are the same people that say cops should not have qualified immunity and things like that. They think police officers should have zero. Rights and the criminals should have super rights, if you will. Mm-hmm. Yeah, amen. I want to move on and talk about the the Minneapolis officer involved shooting two men implicated in some recent high profile crimes. I know this is a shock to you and all of us that they had criminal histories. Can you take us through that one? In Burnsville, Minnesota, which is a really nice. Suburb. I've trained there. I've trained a lot of their cops. Um, it's about 15 miles outside of Minneapolis. There was a man who had a uh, he had quite a large blended family seven seven kids, ages two to 15. Someone in that house, and we still haven't been told who, called and said that daddy's holding the kids hostage, and we're really scared, and and all of that. So. Police officers respond, and they engage in hours of negotiation. And then finally, when the police officers approach, the man starts shooting. His name is is uh, Shannon Gooden, and uh, he almost immediately kills two police officers and a firefighter paramedic, wounds another police officer, and then uh, kills himself, shoots himself in the head. And this is a man who had been denied uh, any right to have a firearm. He he had been there, been a court order in 2020, um, you know, and, and even though his attorney had asked that his firearm rights be restored because he had gone 12 years without a felony conviction, but now we're finding out that he had, of course, mental health issues. He had terrible domestic violence issues with both of his uh, ex-wives or ex-girlfriends. And uh, he was going through a very, very contentious custody battle and uh, child support battle with one of his exes. And uh, and he just apparently snapped. Um, but, but again, this is a man who should not have had a firearm. He had no legal access 
two firearms, and we have yet to learn is he did he get the firearms from one of the girlfriends? Did someone provide him with firearms? But he had them, he knew how to use them, and he killed two police officers, Don, that were 27 years old, both less than five years on the job, and then a 40-year-old firefighter paramedic who was assigned to the SWAT team. I mean, it's just, it's it's heartbreaking, beyond heartbreaking. It is, I and I saw the widow of one of the two Burnsville police officers who was killed, and she's a young widow with a young child now, um, her her husband, who was killed, Officer Paul Elmstrand, and she was being interviewed by the local media there, and she just was, you know, it's just, it's heart wrenching, like you're saying that he would have, he he would help anyone, he would drop everything, he was just such a good good man, and and so you see the tragedy of these policies. <laughs> Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Well, we're just putting these criminals who are career criminals and maybe they've got mental health issues, whatever. But why? Why are we putting them back on the street? And this is what Krasner has done. Our DA has done. The the philosophy is, oh, just try to charge a killer with third degree murder. Make sure they get paroled because, you know, we want to have sympathy because especially when they're younger, you know, they can't think for themselves until they're 27. And so if they murder somebody under the age of 27. Well, let's just let them out. And now you have this police officer, um, his widow, Cindy Elmstrad, is now raising the the two little kids, a five-month-old baby and a two-year-old, and she's raising these children as a widow now and grieving her husband. It's it's horrifying to me. Well, it really is, and her interview was so impressive. You know, she is every, she is what every cop's wife wants to be, and, uh, when she was able to go out there and really talk about her husband and, and, you know, we see these young men that have sacrificed. And, and again, at the time when they were uh, shot on Sunday, Don, we had 11 police officers in this country shot in a three day period. Um, So it's just been, it's been a terrible weekend and a, and a terrible, you know, two, two months for American law enforcement, shootings of police officers are up over 60% just this year. And uh, and again, at a time when we have these DAs like your Larry Krasner, who Not wants my to Larry. talk about... <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> like y'all's Larry Krasner there in Philadelphia. Um, he, you know, he wants to talk about, not police officers, but he wants to talk about criminals and i i do believe and i see this around the country that people have grown weary of this they have grown weary of felons who are out and about allowed to live their life in the same way as any of the rest of us i mean i think people are now understanding that when we when you know everybody saw the Audrey Cunningham case yes. in Texas, this poor little girl, eleven years old, <clears throat> ends up you know it, it has likely been murdered by a convicted 
felon and child molester. Why was he out? Why was he living on her parents' property? I think that that people are people are weary of this. They're tired of this. They realize now. I hope, or they're starting to realize that gee, our criminal justice system isn't so bad, and in fact, it's the best in the world. And how about if we go back to using it in the way that it was intended to protect children and protect police officers and protect uh, law-abiding American citizens like most people are. This is the thing. Most people aren't criminals, you know. Most people are just trying to live their lives. Why are we turning our system on its head to benefit a few and instead of using it to benefit the majority? Yeah, it's so true. And I and I I just wanted to also bring forth the issue of, you know, thinking about these kinds of career criminals, but thinking about the open border. And we just got the the latest number, seven point three, seven point four million illegal immigrants, uh, illegal people coming into this country from more than 100 countries, by the way, and coming in here. That's that's the update during the Biden administration. And so what kind of pressure does that put on law enforcement when you think about human traffickers, when you think about violence against police, such as the beatings we've seen in New York? Can you put that all together for me as far as the pressure on police? What can be done to relieve this pressure? Well, what law enforcement officers are dealing with in so many of these sanctuary cities, and it's not just the large cities, but some of these smaller areas, they're having to um, marry up compassionate response to the migrant crisis with trying to keep the citizens of those communities safe and other migrants. One of the things that I don't think we talk about enough is that there are a lot of migrants, you know, illegal aliens who come here and they are crime victims as well. They are victimized by other migrants, and and we're at the point now where basically this is the the Mariel Boatlift from the 80s, and and for people who are old enough to remember that. That's what we have here. We have street gangs and mentally ill and other criminals now from other countries like Venezuela Mm -hmm. who are coming here now. They are joining gangs here. They have no respect. Everybody saw that video of the police officers trying to go into a migrant shelter to arrest a, an immigrant on a uh, a warrant, and they everyone just attacked those officers. And that's what it's going to be like if we end up having to do mass deportations. Sergeant Betsy Brander-Smith, a spokesperson now for the National Police Association, which is a nonprofit, a 501c3 nonprofit, supporting law enforcement officers. I know you do a ton of training. Betsy, thank you so much for updating us on all these important issues. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.